here. Welcome back to the Salted Caramel Podcast. You know me. My name is David Cook. I am one of the hosts. With me is also the very jovial Jody Curtis. On this podcast, we get to do the Lord's work and what we do every day, and we do it so well. And all our listeners in Canada love us. Uh, we get to bring his stories to the ends of the world. Uh, Jody, who is our guest today? Well, I'm delighted today to say that our guest is Claire Hall. Claire, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and some roles you've had in the parish? Um, Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, Happy to be here to talk to you guys. Um, Gosh, roles I've had in the parish. um, You led with that, Jody, because you know, because I was on parish council with you. Um, That was an honor to be able to, to serve on there for a few years. Um, I have held a few different ministry or or at least been involved. I haven't held positions, leading positions, but in ministry, um, I have helped out with adult formation as well as um, the children's formation ministry. I have um, I've been very involved in activities at the school because my kids do go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel. So through the years, I've done a lot of things over there. Gosh, um, I don't know, you know, if there's anything else that important. Well, my husband and I are, I mean, this isn't um, a ministry per se, but we uh, have an adoration hour that we've held for, gosh, it's been 14 plus years now. Um, Yeah. And, and which has been, has provided many graces in our lives. I recommend that to everyone that would have time to give to that or just to go over periodically because it it has so much to offer. Um, I have coached um, at the school. And I've also helped out with the stewardship ministry um, a couple of times. So I guess that's a lot. <laughs> Man, yeah. You know, something that would really make people mad would be to have a parishioner hall of fame, and then we could put you on it for sure and have other people, right. but then everybody would be wanting to get on it. Yeah, yeah. please never do that. They'd be yeah. like, this lady, he's annoying. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we could have everybody's picture, you know, in our vocation wall hall of fame. We'll yeah. just do the first there you go. hall of fame. There I you like go. it. I yeah, like we're that. making the new building, so we might as well do it. Sure. <laughs> or room out. now. Amen. <laughs> Claire, can you tell us a, a little bit about yourself before or a little bit about your relationship before you were so heavily involved in the Catholic faith? <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, sure. I was um I was born in northwest Indiana. I am number five of six children um, from an Irish Catholic family. I'm the only girl. Um, Ooh. I, uh, a pretty strong faith, I think, growing up. Uh, my, my parents were both very strong in the faith. We stuck to all of the, nece- you know, the obligations and, and then some for, the, um, for our parish. Um, my parents were just both good role models, I guess, for getting involved and being a part of um, parish activity ministries, if you will. So, um, yeah, I had a, you know, a pretty extended family um, being Irish Catholic. My dad was one of 12 kids. I was, you know, one of six. Um, For me, those early years were, they were great. I enjoyed being in a big family. Um, I I felt like I was um, a pretty good Catholic. Um, And I really learned about um, community. I don't know at the time that I could have told you that, but Um, As I've gone through the years, I realized that that has been a strong theme in my life, Um, starting from, I think, the large family I came from and how I learned about all different 
aspects of life through the um, the many people that I was surrounded by. Uh, and then through my Catholic schooling and, you know, church life that we were involved in, that was kind of its own little community. Um, I just uh, really took in a lot and, and really tried to make that a part of my life. But, you know, when we grow up, when we're teenagers and then young adults, we don't always stick with some of that foundational um, stuff that we get in the beginning. So I would say that my college years, I went to IU um, and we, you know, I, I went to mass probably most Sundays, not all. I considered myself a good Catholic, I think because I was checking off the boxes that I thought were important. Uh, looking back, you know, could have done a lot better. But, you know, I, I, I guess I just didn't know better. I, I felt that as long as I was staying true to my faith and leaning on my faith when times were tough, that, hey, I'm a, I'm a good Catholic. I, you know, I'm, I'm coping with things um, in a healthy way, but I don't know that I was really um, of much service to other people. I think I was probably turned inward in my life a little bit and just focused on my own needs. So um, maybe uh, blissfully unaware and, and happy at that time. <laughs> but I would say that was maybe before I understood my faith a little better. Yeah. And then what led you to that? Was, was that, did something happen to make you rethink that? You know, um, yes. When I was a young adult, I had, uh, after college, I moved to Cincinnati, Ohio. I am an occupational therapist and that's where I took my first job. I was, um, quite excited to be out on my own. I felt like I was very independent, didn't have any, you know, I mean, with how big my family was, they were all pretty condensed where I came from. So I didn't have any family in Cincinnati. Uh, and I was pretty excited about starting my life. Um, my new community, because again, it remained a theme in my life, was my, my work group. Um, my peers at the hospital I worked at, most of us were fairly young, if not single, then newly married and, and all really had a great relationship with one another. We did things together outside of work. Um, and for me, it was just fun getting to know a new area that I lived in. And again, I, I stayed with my faith. Um, the church I went to was about 100 feet from my apartment. So it wasn't hard to, you know, to put that. And I, you know, I was pretty faithful to going. But looking back, it's funny because I wasn't involved in anything there. I didn't really know any other parishioners. I just showed up on Sunday, you know, myself walking over there. So again, you know, great Catholic I was, but I wasn't, you know, really connecting with anybody else. But yeah, so um, anyway, life seemed pretty good for a while. But um, then I had a family tragedy. Uh, I lost a brother. Uh, he had committed suicide. Um, I was 25 at the time. He was 33. Um, and that, you know, there's a history there of um, depression and things that, um, you know, had been with him for a lot of his adult life. Um, for me, that was the first time I, I realized how challenged I was in needing to lean on my faith and whether or not my faith was going to be enough for me to get through that time. Um, I'm very close with all of my family, have always been. And so that was um, really uncharted territory. I think I had really prided myself on being a strong, independent um, adult. And, and even as a child, I, I you know, could fare for myself well. This was the first time I was really leveled emotionally, and it also kind of, uh, it, it didn't affect me spiritually to make me doubt my faith, um, but it made me lean my faith in a different way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I actually, at that point, started reaching out and praying to God and saying, 
please help me. I, I need something to distract me being so far from family and being, when I came back from, you know, dealing with that situation, I was, um, you know, alone and just, and needing, you know, something, I, I didn't even know what I needed, but I, I was praying to God pretty regularly and saying, please, you know, send me some distractions in my life, something that'll help me, you know, not focus on the pain that I'm feeling um, and the guilt for, you know, being away and, and trying to resume my life. You know, there's just, a, there's a lot of difficult emotions that obviously anyone deals with, um, with a loss like that. So um, I, I can say that a month later, I met my now husband, Chris. Um, so people can make of that what they want. I definitely <laughs> look say that was, that was God's hand in things. And, and it's not that I even realized it right away, but, you know, like I said, hindsight is 2020. Um, you know, in my, before I had met him, I had been in a long-term relationship and then I had, you know, dated more casually. Um, and I just was never really connecting with anyone in a, in a real deep way. Um, and I think I always thought it didn't matter, you know, what their faith is or any of that, you know, we'll, we'll make it work when I meet the right person. But I quickly realized when I met um, Chris that his faith that he was very open about and being Catholic um, and asking me to go to church with him, I, I just had never experienced that before. Uh, and I was really drawn to it. And so um, it's funny because people that were closest to me told me after the fact that they knew he was the one because I just spoke so differently about him. And I was definitely, you know, just taken in a different way. So it's kind of neat to look back on um, that, that faith, you know, did find me in a different way. So yeah, that was the turning point. I can't say as though my life was in Jesus at that point, but that was definitely a major turning point for me. Yeah. Nice. Was there any other that came, you know, after, <laughs> I mean, after, yeah. well, like yeah. you, you said the word, so you set me up on the question. My life wasn't in Jesus's hands or in there yet. And so <laughs> when was the moment if, that, if there was one? Yeah, well, you know, so Chris and I, you know, progressed in our uh, relationship. We got married um, five years and two kids later, we moved from Ohio to Carmel, Indiana, um, you know, in hopes of being uh, closer to some family and just, you know, moving forward in that way. When we came here, we obviously had to look for a new church and, and kind of get ourselves established. And we shopped around, if you will, um, you know, and, and all the churches seemed good, but there was definitely something at Our Lady Mount Carmel that grabbed both of us. And we just felt like, hey, this seems like a, a really good community. And I think going to a mass and listening to Father Richard, you just I, I mean, I think we all know you just get drawn in and you're like, wow, this is a pretty powerful um pastor here, you know, and for us, that that was enticing to us. We always kind of wanted to be challenged. Um, so after we'd been here for, gosh, um, I think about a year, we had neighbors that were parishioners also, and who had, you know, encouraged us about going to Christ Renews His Parish. So, um, you know, we heard, we listened, we we're like, okay, that sounds cool. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, might be an investment of time. We're not sure if we can do that. We had two little kids four and two. Uh, and so, you know, we were just like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Well, Chris kept kind of getting, you know, those little moments of being called to it. Uh, and, and at some point we kind of made, we, well, I quit making excuses. It was really me holding back. I was reluctant. I was too busy. Um, I really didn't want to be too spiritual. This sounds like a holy roller kind of thing. Um, and I'm just being honest because I think a lot of people, you know, kind of, 
I think those are excuses a lot of people use. Uh, and so, you know, I was no different. Um, but eventually to get my husband off my back and, <laughs> and wanting to meet more people because we were new to the parish, I said, yes. Um, you know, going through CHIRP that weekend is a very powerful weekend. And there, it was wonderful. Um, but I think that I, I left it, you know, thinking, okay, that was a lot. Let me take all of that in. Um, but as I did, and as I started to be more honest with myself, I think I answered a question for so long in my life, I realized that God had given me communities, um, and things that groups that helped me, um, shape my viewpoints and get through the good and the bad times. You know, I had experienced all emotions and leaned on the people closest to me for all of those times. And I, I was grateful for that, but chirp actually made me realize that God wasn't just giving me community for my life. He was actually asking me to be community to others. Um, and that was a, that was a kind of a bit, it was a little scary because I don't really like to put myself out there. Um, most people who know me know that they have to ask me like three times to do something. And I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, and then, you know, then I usually come around out of guilt because, you know, I really am a good Catholic. <laughs> so, um, but it, it was, it was what made me realize, I guess I have to get more involved. I have to put myself out there and, um, and, and learn, you know, what God really has in store for me. So I mean, Chris and I, we really, we changed the way we thought and approached our family life um, somewhat dramatically. I mentioned we had two kids when we moved here. Um, we weren't exactly hoping to have a lot more, but we had three more after that. And I, I always say, yeah, three more kids post-chirp. Um, there, there's definitely <laughs> a realigning, you know, of our openness to God's plan for our family versus our need to control everything in our lives. Um and that's hard for me to say because I do try to control everything in my life, but um, God reminds me on a regular basis that I I really don't have any control. <laughs> right. Claire, if community brought you to Jesus, how does that play a role in your life today? Um, what it does for me is uh, I I really try to hear what God is saying to me, and it's it's hard. It's not like I have a you know I feel like I have that direct communication line. So I try to experience that through other people. Uh, I try to be a good listener and I try to just be aware of when he, he is speaking to me through other people. And um, being an OT, I work, you know, I work directly with new people every day. I'm, I'm always meeting, I have new clients all the time and I never really know what I'm walking into. And in, in healthcare, especially these days, I do a lot more listening than I do a lot of other parts of my job. And I really, I like to let people talk and share their stories and share their, their frustrations, because what I see is that, you know, they melt and they feel just relief from it. I think that um, in society today, we're so busy and we're so wrapped up in all of our things that we don't take the time to connect with one another. And mm -hmm. so I think God speaks to me through the other people that want either my time or are asking me to get involved in things. I have to sit back and discern like anybody else. I mean, we're all busy and it is difficult to say yes to new, um, you know, new activities, a ministry, a group someone wants you to join into. But I really try to think about, is this going to help me grow as a person and potentially, you know, share whatever my gifts are with other people that need them? And I don't even always know what my gifts are, but I try to say yes when it seems like it's something that is going to 
help me to grow and possibly help someone else to grow. Nice. Amen. So you you mentioned about your gifts. Uh, what what is a unique gift that the Lord has given you to help you evangelize? Um, I guess I'll go with what I've been told. And my husband tells me all the time that I, I have a strong sense of empathy. Um, and I guess that's true. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't think that of myself when I, um, interact with people, it's not hard for me. It really is just so easy. I think I've always just gravitated towards people. It's, I, you know, I want, I want to be around people and, but he, you know, different people are like, oof, I, I couldn't do that. So I, you know, I guess I would call that a gift because not everyone, um, you know, it, it's not for everyone, but I, I definitely try to connect with people. And it's really my intention when I have an interaction with someone that they walk away knowing that I heard them, you know, that I, I probably, I could probably relate to them on, you know, certain issues. Cause I think we're all very much connected. I think that because we don't take the time to interact enough, we all think we're dealing with our problems by ourselves or that nobody else has these problems. But 99% of the time, if I have a real conversation with someone, um, we both walk away going, huh, you know, we're both dealing with that. And, you know, it doesn't make the problem go away, but boy, it sure makes you feel a lot better to know you're not alone. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, my gift is, or my gift, if I try to give it is um, to help people realize we're all really a lot more alike than you know, then we may think when we just look at that outer surface, uh, because unfortunately, that's sometimes all we have time for. So selfishly, at least we try to get make the small talk and then leave or get out of the way. Uh, right. <laughs> not to not to put you on the spot, but something you said uh, earlier uh, sparked this interest. And so I want to see what you say. Not that you're an expert or anything. So you could just say, I don't really know. Um, but you said, I always try to listen to see how God is speaking through other people. Uh, how, what advice and how do you know that God is speaking through other people? Um, you know, recently, I guess I, I, if I had to give a specific example, um, I, try to, uh, I try to kind of every year kind of reassess where I'm at spiritually. Um, one of my church sisters really hit it when she told me years ago that she felt we were all on a continuum and, you know, we're all at different places on the continuum throughout our life. And you might, you might go forward sometimes on the continuum. You might go backwards sometimes on the continuum. And, and I really liked that. It's an analogy I look at all the time. And so in order to try to continue to go forward, uh, every year, I, I just kind of do a self-assessment. Where am I at, you know, in my prayer life and in certain things that I know are going to help me grow. And um, one of the things I started doing just, I don't know, maybe six months ago, um, because I drive a lot during the day, I, I, I work in people's homes with them. So I'm, I'm driving from home to home. I spent a lot of time listening to the radio. Um, and I used to just use, listen to music, but I decided to start listening to EWTN. A lot of people, I would hear people talk about it and different things they would get from it. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll learn more about my faith because I'm definitely not, you know, that knowledgeable about some things. So I've been listening to it and I really enjoy a lot of the different programs. And I'm telling you what, every single day that I listen to that program, people call in, people have things they're talking about on related to the topic of the day that I always am like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I have that issue or I was just dealing with that problem. Um, and so I, I do, I think that's God talking to me because, you know, they will work through it. The, the host of the show is like, well, this is how we look at it from a Catholic perspective. And it is very educational. And I come home and 
I mean, you could ask my husband, I'll be like, okay, so this is what I heard on this show today. And he's probably <laughs> rolling his eyes on a regular basis. Cause he's like, okay, great. You know, that's not very exciting. And again, you know, it's, it, I make just as many mistakes. I have lots of vices. I fail on a regular basis, but when I try to incorporate things into my day that I know are just making me think more about my own behaviors and how I can improve and connect with people, you know, that's a win. And for me, that's, I guess that's just one example of something that I, I hear God speaking to me through other people on. So yeah. very nice. And Claire, thinking about that continuum, what are you doing now to continue to become a better disciple? Or as we like to say, how are you staying salty? Oh, staying salty. Um, gosh, I don't know if this is staying salty, but my my thing this year, and I, I, you know, I got this from my husband and my some friends who did it last year, but I didn't. I am listening to the Bible in a Year podcast by Father Mike Schmitz. And um, it's helping me to learn and understand better because I don't normally <laughs> um, about so many things in the Bible. And the people that I know that went through it last year really enjoyed it and got a lot out of it. So um, that's yeah. what I'm doing. Right? I, I kind of try to pick maybe one new thing at a time. I don't want to put too much on my plate and, and I want to be faithful to it. So, you know, it's about 20 minutes a day and I can do that in the morning or I can do, I could do it during my work day when I'm driving, you know, or at night. So it gives me a lot of options. Um, and it's, it's really interesting. And he's anyone who's ever listened to him. He's just such a great uh, priest and speaker and really draws you in and is so relatable. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I, you know, there's, I've done commercials, I think for a few things during this little talk. So I hope that, you know, I get some street cred from somebody. Uh, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> we, we like them all. So, yeah. Yeah. So if that's salty. That I guess that's how I'm salty right now. <laughs> that's Thank salty. <laughs> they'll, they'll send you some referral money. It'll be good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, we like to say grateful no matter what here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. What are some things that you're grateful for just this week specifically? Ooh, just this week specific. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> I know. Well, you can go back to last Tuesday then. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, uh, I guess I'll say health. Uh, COVID just went through our family recently, and that makes you more grateful for when you're healthy um, and when you don't have to isolate from the rest of the world. So definitely, I'm. You know, we always try to be grateful for our health, and I just I, I just feel blessed in a lot of ways uh, in my life. Almost just to the point of, you know, you kind of feel like, okay, what's coming? Something bad is coming. And that's not to say my life is perfect. I got plenty of things that um, I wish I were not going on in my life, but I try to focus on the positive and, and I focus on God's strength that he gives me every day so that no matter what comes up, I just kind of lean, lean back on him. And I'm like, all right, uh, you know, give me the courage, give me the wisdom, give me whatever I need to try to deal with this. Um, and I trust that he will. I, I do believe that he won't give me anything more than I can handle. Um, you know, that's not to say I don't, you know, sometimes go, okay, we're at the limit just so you know, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I think you have to, you have to try to see more positive because there's a whole lot of negative in the world right now, but if we lean on our faith and, and we, you know, continue to trust in what we know is the truth, then I think some of that other stuff will not penetrate us as deeply. Yeah. I love it. So many good messages and uh, uh -huh. commercials too, if you want to call it that. So good for you. And thank you for sharing with us today. Would you like to end us with a prayer? I'm um, sure. 
uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, dear Lord, thank you so much for this day, um, for just allowing us to get up in the morning and to recognize um, the things that you have given us. Um, even when we are suffering, we do so um, with you in mind and knowing that you suffered uh, for us and uh, that what we can give back in that will only help us to grow and be better and grow your kingdom. So help us to be what we need to be for ourselves to grow stronger and closer to you and also for others uh, to be able to experience that as well. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, stay salty.